welcome to the Creative Musings Podcast. I'm Tracy Loring. I'm a coach, an artist, and an instructor. And in this podcast, we explore ideas and premises to help you create the life you love and live it more joyfully. In today's mini musing, I want to share some insights and some reminders I've had lately about circumstances and how easy it is for us to let circumstances limit us from seeing what it is that we would love in our lives and the options and opportunities that might be associated with creating them. I had a crap week. I mean, I'll just admit it. (laughs) Um, All sorts of stuff was going on for me. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't like every minute of the week was terrible. But there were some moments that were punctuated. Our internet was out for several days. We're in the middle of selling our house. There were some challenges with our home inspection. And I just noticed myself starting to get caught in the trap of saying things to myself like, see, I'm not going to be able to grow my business because the internet sucks. Or see, we're never going to be able to sell this house because this happened. Or see, dot, dot, dot. And that's language that I know for myself is a way to let me know that I'm in my shit and that I am putting my power in the circumstances and not putting my energy, putting my effort into what it is that I'm actually trying to create. And that language might look different for different folks. It could look different in different situations. It could be, well, if I have this, then I can have that. Or I can't have this because of that. And that's language that I find myself using often as well. And that can be a red flag for me when I find myself using those words and getting caught up in those stories, I know that I'm on a path that isn't going to serve me. It's not going to set me up for success. It's coming from a place that's meant to protect me and not a place that's meant to really create the things that I would love in my life from truth, from what serves me in that way. I was reminded of a story And this story dates back to the early Han Dynasty. So this is over 2,000 years ago. And it's a story that's been retold many, many times. Alan Watts has a video on YouTube that's really well known. And I heard this story from my coach. I share it with my clients. And the original title of the story is The Chinese Farmer. And it's about a a farmer named Si Wong. The way I heard the story and the way I tell it, I call it the old man and the horse. And it goes like this. There was an old man who had a horse and he used this horse for his livelihood. He was a farmer and it was critical to his business. One day the horse runs away and the villagers come to him and say, oh my goodness, what a terrible thing. And the old man shrugs his shoulders and says, Who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing? And he goes about his day. The next day, the horse returns with six more horses in tow. And the villagers come back and go, Oh my goodness, what an amazing thing. You have all these new horses. The old man shrugs his shoulders and says, Who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing? He goes about his day. Well, the next day, his son is working with one of the horses to break 
to break the horse in, one of these new horses. And he gets thrown from the horse and he breaks his leg. And the villagers come by and go, oh my goodness, what a terrible thing, your son broke his leg. And the old man shrugs his shoulders and says, who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing? And he goes about his day. Well, a few days later, a war breaks out. And the military come to his home to recruit his son to join the war effort. And the son can't join because his leg is broken. So they move on to the next household. And the villagers come to him and say, oh my goodness, what a good thing. Your son didn't get drafted. And you guessed it. The farmer says, who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Really, the essence of the story is we never know in the moment whether something is good or bad for us. What we do know and what we can control is what we make that story mean, what we make that situation mean, what we make it mean about us. Our ability to create what we would love, our ability to do the things that we want to do in our lives, and the stories that we make up about our capability, about who we can be and who we can't be because of our circumstances and our situations. How many times do you find yourself going, well, I can't do that because? I know I did. And I'll share a very personal story with you about how I overcame those circumstances. I never wanted children. I grew up and just sort of joked with my friends that I actually didn't have the gene that wanted kids. It just wasn't something that I aspired to. It wasn't something that I longed for. And I lived my life that way. I made choices that aligned with that. I had partners that aligned with that. I was fine. I was fine with that. When I started working with my coach several years ago, we were walking through a process of stepping into all the things that I would love in my life. And I saw children. When I first saw them, I thought, what is that? Is this like a metaphor? Is it, you know, that I want dogs in my life? I want puppies. <laughs> like, what is this? When I asked for the truth of it, intuitively, what I was able to accept at that point in time was inviting children into my life. And so that's what I did. I spent the next year spending more time with my nieces and nephews, just reconnecting to children and experiencing children in my world and what that meant. That, that was all that I was able to allow myself. Again, because I had made choices in my life where I didn't think I deserved to have kids. I didn't think I could. When I got that insight, I was 47 years old. 47 years old is not a typical age to have children. You know, I thought that's all I can do. I can just invite them into my life, right? I limited what it was that I wanted because I thought that was all I could have. I thought that's all the circumstance that I was in would allow me to have. And so I operated that way. And then a few months later, I was at a retreat and stepped into what it was that I would love to create next. I got an insight to have a baby. And again, I asked, well, is this like a literal human baby? Is it get a new dog? Is it, what is this? 
And clear as day, I got get pregnant and have a baby. At this point, I'm 48 years old. So immediately, I'm like, there's no way in hell. There is no way in hell I'm going to be able to get pregnant and have a baby at 48 years old. It's just not possible. So how on earth am I going to do that? How am I going to create it? I just couldn't imagine how it could happen. I had all these things coming up for me, and I, I just set all of that aside, and I allowed myself to own that it's what I wanted. I just started stepping into that vision on a regular basis of getting pregnant and having a baby, having this child in my life and following each little step one at a time. And it was amazing how things unfolded for me. So the minute I let go of the idea that my circumstances were going to stop me, all of a sudden I became aware of all these different choices and opportunities in front of me that I didn't even know existed. And really where it started was the next step I got after the realization that it's what I wanted and I really decided to own that vision. Yes, I'm going to create this. I'm going to get pregnant and have a baby. I have no clue how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to follow one step at a time. The first step I got was to talk to my acupuncturist. So I had been seeing her for probably a few years at this point. She was wonderful, lovely. I remember getting the insight to share with her my intention to get pregnant and have a baby. And so I went in to see her. I shared with her what I wanted to do. And she said, well, you know, that's my specialty, right? And I'd completely forgotten. She worked with women and specialized in working with women who were going through fertility treatment and who were pregnant or trying to get pregnant. I'd completely forgotten that because it wasn't something that I was focused on or doing. And I was like, oh my goodness, I completely forgot that that, that's what you do. She's like, yeah. So we started talking. I said, who would you recommend? And she said, there's this one doctor. If I were to do it for me, this is who I would see. I was like, awesome. She's like, I have the name of the person that makes appointments in my phone. If you want, I can text her right now and see what I can do to get you an appointment. I was like, sure. So she texted her and within five minutes, I had an appointment to see the doctor the following Monday. I went in to see the doctor and we talked about my situation, the uh, unlikelihood of me conceiving naturally at 48 years old and the likelihood of me conceiving through IVF with a donor egg. It wasn't on my radar. I hadn't even considered it. Probably it's somewhere in my subconscious I knew that people were donating eggs, but it just wasn't even in my consciousness at all. So for those of you that don't know, there are incredibly generous women in the world who donate their genetic material to couples who are trying to get pregnant and have a baby, who for whatever reason, their eggs aren't working in that situation. And so for me, I was past the the age that this fertility clinic would even do in vitro fertilization with my own eggs. So that wasn't even an option with this doctor. It was off the table. And so I left the, the clinic going, oh my goodness, here's a way. Here's a way it could happen. 
And in fact, the odds of having a successful implantation of an embryo at my age were very high. And I had no idea. I just had no idea. And I remember coming home and having conversation with my husband about it and some really frank, honest conversations. We had to have a conversation with a counselor to really look at and and make sure that we were making a choice to go down this path with our eyes wide open and talk about circumstances. You know, okay, this is a new set of circumstances for me. I can get pregnant and have a baby and I can do it by having a donor egg. So immediately stuff comes up for me. What does it mean about me as a woman? What does it mean about me as a wife? You know, my husband and I got to a point where we were willing to own that we wanted to have a child and now we can do it, but it's not with my genetic material. So what did that mean? And just, you know, all of this stuff, all of these circumstances. And so again, I was given an opportunity to either step away and let the circumstances define my options or to rise out of them and go with my truth. My truth was to get pregnant and have a baby. And the thing that got me through all of it was when I stepped into my vision of having this baby, I always saw a little girl and I saw her sitting in my lap, playing and laughing and smiling. I could, I could smell what she smelled like. I could smell her hair. And it was such a powerful vision. It anchored me into the emotion of that and just the incredible, expansive joy that I felt in that vision. Whenever I found myself in a situation where there was a circumstance that was popping up or I had those negative thoughts running through my head about, I can't do this, I shouldn't do this, I don't deserve to do it, I named it all. I named it all. I went there and acknowledged that that stuff was going on for me because packing it down and ignoring it doesn't serve us either because it doesn't go away. It just finds a different way to express itself and in our actions. So I named it and I would, I would name it and neutralize it and go, okay, these are the stories. What's the truth? And the truth was to get pregnant and have this baby. So that's the path that I went down. And it was one step at a time. We used my husband's sperm. We used a donor egg. It was time to do the first transfer, the first implantation. It didn't take. So all of the weeks leading up to this, um, all the shots, all the hormones, all the stories, all the shifting, all the reconnecting to my vision... I got in a car accident (laughs) Um, a few weeks before the transfer. I mean, it was just like just about anything you could throw in there. Um, I had an opportunity to, to step out of this choice at any time and to give myself excuses, valid excuses to step out of it. And I didn't. I kept going. And even through the pain of that transfer and the time that you give yourself and your body to heal and the knowledge that we had one embryo left to work with for this round. You know, if if 
this next transfer didn't work, then we'd have to start from scratch again. I just kept going back to the vision and just being in it. And I knew it was true. There's a subtle difference I've noticed when something is true for you to do versus something that you desperately want. There's a difference. There's a distinction there. I've come to to learn this over time as I've gone forward and gone after other things that are true in my life. For me, when it's true, there's just this knowing. It's a knowing that's deep in my bones. And sometimes it's an uncomfortable knowing because I know it's true. And it brings shit up for me about whether or not I think I can or should or whatever. But deep down inside, I just feel it. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my heart. I know it's true. And so I kept going. The second transfer took, and I got pregnant. Now here's another amazing thing that happened. When I followed my truth, not only did the steps unfold for me effortless, there's a difference between being easy and being effortless. I had to shift into my vision. I had to overcome things. I got dizzy my first trimester. My boobs killed me my second trimester. There was something every trimester. So it wasn't like it, it was um, perfect or it wasn't like it didn't have its challenges. But what was effortless about it was that it just unfolded for me. And I just stuck to my vision. And how that showed up for me Getting pregnant, having a successful transfer at 48 years old, statistically, the odds are very good, very high. First one didn't take, second one did. There are complications that come with being pregnant and having a baby at 48 years old. These were things like I had a high risk of developing preeclampsia, which is a dangerous condition of having really high blood pressure that can be uncontrolled. And sometimes that requires the premature delivery of the baby in order not to die. It's a life-threatening condition. So that was a challenge, complication that could have occurred. There was a high risk of me developing gestational diabetes. There was a high risk of needing to be on bed rest, again, for preeclampsia or for the, the risk of premature delivery. And there was risks of her, turned out, she was a girl, risks of her not developing properly because of that, my placenta failing or not attaching correctly or myriad of other things. As I was going through my pregnancy, I was assigned a maternal fetal specialist to look after me because my pregnancy was considered high risk because of these different statistical likelihoods, if you will. And I remember being 38 weeks pregnant and the doctor coming in the room and sitting down, and he goes, puts his hands on his legs, and he looks at me, leans in, I'm there with my husband, and he goes, well, you did it. You won the prize. I was like, okay, what prize did I win? And he said, you did it. You you could have this baby any day, and she would be just fine. I never developed preeclampsia. I never developed gestational diabetes. She was healthy as a clam, and I made it full term. So despite the odds, I did it because I never gave up, and you don't have to either. Think about all the people you find inspiring in your life. 
people you look up to, whether it's an athlete or a Nobel Prize winner, an author, your parents, somebody you know, whoever it is, take a moment and think about who those people are in your life and what are the things that they have in common. I'd venture a guess somewhere in there, they didn't let their circumstances stop them from going after what it was that they know was true for them to do. And I know how hard it can be to get sucked in those circumstances, to let it cloud your vision, to let it tell you not to do it, to tell you that you shouldn't, or to tell you that you can't. So my invitation to you today is to just take a look at the things that you would love in your life. And if there are things that you would love that you're telling yourself you can't have or shouldn't have because of your situation or because of your circumstances. And just see where you might be limiting yourself because of those stories. And if you find yourself telling yourself those stories, see, I can't because, or I never will, or I shouldn't, or if then, or if when, to remember the old man and the horse. Those circumstances don't mean anything in and of themselves. They don't have to stop you. If you really go after something you would love in your life that's true for you to do, you might find a new way to do it that's different than you even expected. I got pregnant and I had a baby. Would I have thought that I would have gone that route? Would I have planned this route out from the beginning? No, absolutely not. But I have everything I wanted, and she's amazing. I can do it. So can you. Thank you for listening. 